always like the first part not to be in the video. <laughs> I don't know. When I do my podcast, we talk a little bit first before we do introduction. It's kind of funny. Yes. It helps the listener tune in as well. But yeah. It's a, yeah. 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 So, okay. Um, that's also something I had to learn, not to start when I when I kind of start the official part to say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> In Dutch, we say no. So it's really. Oh, I have someone who goes so and she shouts the so so big. I go, whoa, and I have to go back from the screen. It's like too much. <laughs> I think you should leave this in. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do little previews sometimes. So. Yeah. All right. Um, very welcome to this episode or this conversation in the circle of resilience. I am very honored to be talking to Abby, Abby Wynn, uh, in a moment. Um, yeah, I look forward to that very much. But first, we take a moment to tune into ourselves, to be here in this moment. So I invite you to kind of um, uh, put your hands together and just feel how you can warm up and bring some energy into your hands. Maybe you want to close your eyes, makes it easier to tune into yourself. Maybe you can feel that the palms of your hands are kind of waking up when you do this. You can do it fast, you can do it slow, however suits you. But pay attention, pay attention to the movement of your hands, to your fingers touching each other. And then when you have built up some warmth and some energy, you can put your hands somewhere in your body that wants a little tender, loving care. Sometimes we're so busy throughout the day that we forget that we have a body that needs our love, that needs our awareness. So my knees, we have had a lot of snow and I've been walking through the snow, but then my knees kind of go like, yeah, look after me, look after us. So when I put my hands on my knees, they kind of come to rest. Yeah, so take a moment to just feel how you welcome yourself into this moment. And then I invite you to put one hand on your heart and one on your belly, on your womb space. And we take three breaths together. And the first one, a deep inhale and you kind of feel all the things that are keeping you in the past something somebody said or something you did do or didn't do or you know this mulling over and with the breath out you let that go not for this moment it's not for this moment and then with the second breath you breathe in all the things that are on your list to do 
the things that you want, the things that should be done, and you let them go. And with with this third breath, we uh, welcome this moment, we embrace this moment, this moment in our lives, this moment in time. Let this breath nourish you completely from head to toe. And then you also let this moment go. So I invite you when you're listening that you keep some of the um, attention, some of the awareness in yourself to like listen with 80% and stay here 20% in this calm, in this yeah love for yourself. And then I light a candle. I light a candle for our meeting, for the joy of this moment of coming together with you, Abby, and for all who is listening, for everyone that's listening. And it's also a light that I want to let shine for all the people in the world that are making steps towards a life that is heart-centered, that is soul-centered, that is brave and courageous, going sometimes almost against the flow of what everyone else is doing, but that are holding true to what they stand for, what they believe in. So that light is a part of our our meeting, our conversation. Can we do cheers? I have mine here. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice to have this light remind us. You know, I love the the idea that one candle can light a thousand candles without, you know, without um, lack. You know, it's always abundant. Yeah. Well, that's a nice intro to um, uh, this meeting, this conversation with you. Um, we've never met in person or even <laughs> online. Or even online. <laughs> even online. But there was something about your energy when I met you or when I saw some something of you in another um, uh, circle or online thing. And I... I don't know, just the way you talked and the way you um, kind of, yeah, I, the, the, the vision I had was that you were like standing so in your own truth. And, and even if it, it was like uh, challenging, it, it still was, that's the truth. And I, I can't, I can't ignore that anymore. I have to live from that space. And so when we, um, when we started dreaming about a global, uh, circle i thought oh yes i'm going to invite you <laughs> and, <then> you said, yes. <laughs> and i said yes i said yes yeah. Yay to it's the wonderful it's lovely to be here thank you thank yes. you so much for asking me yeah yeah and so uh, i would love to hear what resilience means to you and how you i don't know how you uh nurture it into your in in your life in, into your daily practice in it's wonderful to have this conversation, especially with this beautiful introduction 
and the taking the time to come into the moment because we get swept away in everything around us and it wears us down a lot. It really, really does. When you're talking about me holding my truth, I saw an image of the Statue of Liberty for a moment. And I remember I used that in one of my online, I do group healing sessions every month where I gave everybody a visualization where we all become that statue, Mm -hmm. holding the light of our truth with the stormy sea. Mm. And as the sea gets more and more stormy, we get bigger and bigger. Mm. So we don't get swept away. And having strong roots and strong foundation so that you can be that, you know, power in your own life. Excuse me, when my throat gets all choked up, it's because I'm speaking truth again. I'm always clearing as an energy healer. It's just something that I do. But to be resilient, you need to have a strong foundation. Because there will be days where you get wiped out. And to honor and acknowledge who you are during those days is still who you are on your good days. It's still you. Yeah. It's you. And these things will pass. And to understand the fabric of our being and how it works. So you can work with that. I mean, when you're talking there in that wonderful introduction about your knees and how your body needs love and putting your hands on your body. People don't do that. If you have a practice of doing that, if you're already friends with yourself, with your body, then on the days that you're wiped out, it's not a question of picking yourself up and getting on with it. It's a question of being gentle with yourself and sitting with yourself and asking yourself, well, what do do I need today? And it could be to, to check out, you know, switch off everything, stay under the duvet. <clears throat> even some days you might not even want to watch crap TV on Netflix. You know, you just want to sit under the duvet. And, and sometimes that's what we need because we're more than just our physical presence. Our soul is mm-hmm. doing things outside of our body and I had the most wonderful question on one of my healing programs. I must share this with one of the participants. She said to me that we were doing an exercise where we call our soul pieces back to us in the moment because we spill out of ourselves. And she said, but what if I'm somewhere else in another dimension and I need the soul pieces there more than I need them here? And by me calling them in here, I'm hurting me somewhere else. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) So an understanding when you step back from that and think, well, do you know what? That's possible. How, who are we to say that that's impossible? Well, maybe the day that I'm wiped out is because I really need me to be somewhere else. And if I'm angry and upset and frustrated because here I am, I'm no resilience, so I have to be crumbled up. Whereas the me in the other dimension is fighting some monster or some demon or doing something amazing that needs all of my resources there. How am I, how could I be angry at myself? Mm. Mm. So it adds another layer of complexity onto our multidimensional aspect. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of uh, we're uh, we're doing um, 
uh, a series where we go and visit uh, a certain goddess. And I do that with a friend. And the next one we're going to visit is uh, Gaia, Mother Earth. Oh, so it's different goddesses each yeah. time, is it? Okay. Yeah. So we're like, we're having tea with the goddess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wonderful. I See love that. There. <laughs> so we, we, we tuned into Gaia. And I've been really good. I've been really connecting to, you know, the beauty and the and everything, you know, really juicy. And then yesterday I had such an off day. I was just like, my body I you know and and I I just thought okay I'll just let it be I don't know where it's what it's what this is about but and then at some point I heard someone say um about waste how we can put it a hundred feet or a hundred kilometers or whatever into the earth and hope that no one ever sees it again and suddenly I felt oh that's what I've been tuning into you know, mm. the way that we are <coughs> poisoning our earth, not just getting what we want, but also going inward and poisoning. And I suddenly felt, oh, my body has just been resonating with that. Just yeah. to make that, to let that come into the awareness. And so now I can speak about it, you know, and I can, I can share it. And it's like, so isn't that the typical empathic healer response mm -hmm. when we poison earth we have to feel the poison in our own bodies in order to understand it i, I wish we didn't have to do that so much but no yeah i don't i don't have to do it <laughs> but now it was so clear and and you know the what you said about then just being gentle with yourself and not you know punishing yourself for not being all you know 100 percent energetic or you know, and to realize, oh, but this is part of the resiliency. Yeah. You know, this is part of when I think my roots are deep into the earth. But if there's also poison, I need to kind of find my way with that. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Finding your way with that as opposed to feeling that you have to fix it might yeah. not be your job to fix it. No. I mean, resilience is also letting go of your need to fix something that maybe it's not for you. Or maybe, you know, to have a conversation with somebody and someone else will be the one. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I was invited <coughs> onto a radio station. Now my throat's really gotten choked up. So we're obviously doing some work here, you and I. <coughs> I was invited onto a radio station in Ireland to talk about my diary. I have a diary every year. And between you and me, it's mainstream. It's really beautiful. It's got affirmations nearly every other day for the whole year. And it appeals to people who have not been on a spiritual path, as well as people who are. I work with layers. So yeah. there's the top layer, take it as it is. And so that would have been the conversation I would have had on the radio. And I was told by a colleague of mine, oh, don't go on the radio. Don't talk to that person because he doesn't like what you do. He would attack you. He would be upset with you. And I thought, yeah, but there's somewhere there's a woman or man listening yeah. to the radio show. And I'm not doing it to be on the show. I'm not doing it to have a fight with the presenter. I'm doing it because somewhere there's a person out there who's listening who might be inspired. Yeah. So to realize that what we see right in front of us is not always what it's about. It's usually not what it's about. <laughs> Yeah, and to take a step back from that and go into your inner yes or inner no is this something for me 
-hmm. or not, you know, and sometimes it is for you, but it's not for now. So, Mm. yeah, yeah, my first port of call, my first stop of anything is to clear my energy, Mm. always clearing. I was saying to my group recently, when you get your hands dirty, you know, they're dirty. You can feel it. Yeah. So how many times a day do you wash your hands? And I'm not just talking about because of the pandemic or, you know, heightened awareness of cleanliness. I'm saying in general, would you go out in the garden and, you know, plant something and then come in and make the dinner without washing your hands? And when you look at your hands, right, and you've been in the garden, you've got dirt in under your nails. You wouldn't bake a cake or make with the dirt. You would take the dirt out. Now, energy is more subtle than dirt on your hands. Mm -hmm. And when you have a lot of it on you, you don't feel it as much. And you also cannot see it. So where you can take the dirt out from under your nails, you know, you're multi-layered and different. Everybody's so different, so many different ways. You just look at geomet, you know, sacred geometry gives you an inkling of possibly how some of us (laughs) might be made. And you're going around with this weight of heaviness, encrusted maybe if you haven't done it before, and wondering why you're feeling sad when everything in your life is great. Mm. So, you know, for me to clean and clear myself as much as I can, and I always reach a wall where that's as much as I can do for me, Mm. and then to get help. Yeah. So it's like the monkeys taking the fleas off of each other yeah, because they can't reach the back, you know? So I have a friend that I, 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 you know, we do this for each other and that helps you be more resilient as well to, to text someone from under the duvet and say, I feel really crap today. What about you? And they write back and they say, Oh, I feel crap as well. I don't know why. Maybe it's energy. Oh, and then suddenly you feel better because you know, it's nothing you did or it could be astrology you know, or it could just be collective fear. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big There is a lot of that. <laughs> collective yeah. sadness. Yeah. There's a huge amount of frustration in the world right now. Massive grief and loss, you know, and not just from people who have lost loved ones, but people who, you know, my friend is a musician. Mm-hmm. He just wrote literally before I came on here, that it's a whole year since he's played in his orchestra. Yeah. I mean, there's grief. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful to take it up and play on your own, play with the kids, play on a Zoom call. It's not the same. It's no. Not the same. No. I, I do love how it's, how, how, how Zoom and everything has opened up that we get to connect more, you know, in ways that we had, hadn't thought possible before. But it's not the same. I no. I feel that, yeah. I do a lot of circle work, and it's not the same. It's it's also good, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's interesting though because yeah. I made the decision. It's nearly three years now. All of my client work that I do is on Zoom. Three mm. years, well before the pandemic. Yeah, and I've been seeing clients all around the world for nearly 11 years now I just like whoa (laughs) and I find it just as powerful because I think when people come to me they're really ready to do their work 
So I think the one on one on one is is perfectly possible. But I do feel that that the circles. We actually had a, a a small circle for a friend of mine that's about to give birth, and we came together with a small group of women, and we made a blanket for her. We felted a blanket for the baby. Oh, and beautiful! Then, you know, then something else happens. So I can feel the grief as well. I have my kids; they 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 can't go to school. They don't have their regular studies. They don't, you know. I think there's a lot of loss that we are um, ignoring at the moment. Oh, I don't think we're ignoring it. I think we're we're we're, we're trying to manage it the best we can. Um, I was over at with 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 someone yesterday whose daughter is in first year in college, hmm. and she's only met one person in her year. Hmm. And what are we now? February hmm. to have been in college since October. I never actually met anyone in your class. For me, that's huge loss. Yeah. Because in your young, you know, when you're 19, 20 years old, this is when you are experiencing life for the first time as an adult, testing your boundaries, becoming more responsible for yourself, you know, meeting boyfriends, girlfriends, all of that. Mm-hmm. And yet they'll they'll bounce back. They will. But yeah. we're still sitting with the emotion. Yeah. And to pretend we're not feeling it is doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think I was more talking about like schools, they have very little, or at least here, they have very little um, eye for for this loss. You know, they're, they're, they're very focused on getting the grades and getting everything done and, you know, mm. and kind of not, um, you know, maybe this this conversation that we're having now about resilience, you know, there's hardly any space for that. Oh, okay. Because, well, maybe my schools are different then because I've got four children uh-huh. and the younger ones have been having those conversations in school and the parents have been invited <coughs> to um, parents' evenings, how we can support the children in school better. So I think it's very individual as to what schools are doing what, which is, it's interesting to talk about this, to yeah. see. Yeah, I, in, I, I've heard very little in the Netherlands. That um, so my kids, the youngest is sixteen, so they're in high school. Mm. It's very little um, reaching out. Okay, so how do we support our kids in this? You know, we're coming- maybe it's the age group because my youngest is eleven. Yeah. So, yeah. but but my but my middle, he he's seventeen. You know, so there has been some as well. Yeah, it's it's everybody's doing their best with what they can do. Yeah. And, you know, when you go back to what you said at the beginning of this conversation, where people are holding and going against the grain, even if that's what they have to do, Mm. there's a difference between the school that decides that they're going to care for the children and the school that is just getting the boxes ticked. Yeah. You know, and we have the culture, not just in Ireland, of the government will take care of everything. And if the government doesn't do it, then the government are at fault and I'm not responsible for me. And that's not how I live. And that's not how how anyone on the spiritual journey needs to become autonomous and able to make their own decisions, take their lives in their hands, become the master of themselves. And I think being forced to look at who did you choose to live with? Where are you living? 
you know, it's not, it's not a happy answer for everybody. Mm. And many of us have done the work already, but many of us have not. Yeah. So it's interesting times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and also some, sometimes kind of surprising times. I mean, there's things happening in the Netherlands that I would never have thought possible. Really, I would not have, you know, I thought, okay, we have learned, um, you know, yeah, what have we learned from the past? And now it's kind of happening and we go, why? why? You know, so so I think for me with the resilience, it is um, when there's like really bewildering things happening, you know, that's sometimes a moment where I go, okay, so, because I know when I'm in the silence and I'm in my truth, it's very clear. But then yes. so much happens outside what you go like, huh, what did I miss? <laughs> what but is do you really, you know, it's, a, it's, it's when you lose yourself. Yeah. That's the hardest part when you lose yourself and don't recognize yourself. You know, and I see that with say some members of my family who have handed over the authority mm. to the doctor, to the government, to, you know, and everything they say, everything they do, and it has to be like this, that you can't have an original idea or, you know, or a different idea. And I think, you know, when you take the attitude of, well, <clears throat> we don't have everything that we thought we had, but how can I make the most of what I do have? That's resilience as well. Mm. You know, it's like saying, okay, I don't need my strawberries from Egypt in January. I could wait till July and have Irish strawberries mm. and enjoy the food in the seasons that we have and realize that part of the problem with the planet is that we are demanding strawberries in January. Yeah. So they have, you know, and if, if we said, okay, well, let's, let's work with what we have. There's the ground out there. What can we grow now? What can we plan for the future? And start being sustainable and not reaching beyond, you know, because our expectations have been shattered, I think, as well. And it's a question of regrouping, coming back to center. I suppose that's what they mean when they say a reset. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody has a different interpretation these days. Yeah. So. When I'm listening to you, I, I get this image of like really peeling down all the layers you yeah. know, expectations, all the, you know, the, the, the things, also the things that you, you got used to, you know? I mean, yes, yeah, somehow, I mean, when I was growing up, we did not have strawberries in January. <laughs> they're, <laughs> in, in the Netherlands, they're called summer kings. Ooh, so, nice. So that's the Dutch word for it. So it's not, it's really weird to have strawberries in January. But yeah. somewhere along the line, I got used to, you know, having, um, and, and like tangerines, they were for December. But somehow I got used to having them in May and having the strawberries in January and having, you know, so, yeah. So all these patterns that I got used to, but even having three meals a day, mm. that's not a natural, you know, and we all have to have lunch at the same time and we all have breakfast at the same time. And, you know, to take a look at how we live and how we dance with our biological rhythms yeah. and with the earth. And you can see how superficial 
our life has become when it's being run by the clock. I mean, I can say that this is the first time anybody has done an introduction as beautiful as the one that you've done on a talk to really slow it down and bring us into the moment because that's where all the richness is. And you're looking for that richness. You're looking for that connection. That's what we yearn for anyway. But when you're moving fast, you just don't get it. No. Never satisfied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I love how you say it's a, how you dance with it. Because I do feel that there is also, um, I don't know, I think for me, I've also had to find my way with, you know, being too far out of what is normal, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so, okay. So there is, so my eldest is 27 and he is kind of doing a little bit of this corporate path, you know, and that's, that's his, that's his life, you know? So, so how do I stay connected with also that part, but also be in this, you know, feeling the, the rhythm of the moon and the... But and you remind me of a story from um, Alberto Valdo, mm-hmm. who has decided, and I love Alberto's honesty and his authenticity, because he, he said he decided there's nothing in a city for a shaman. And then the Peruvian shaman that he was working with, a group of them were coming to the city. And he thought, what am I going to do with them? Why do they want to come here? It's dead. It's a dead place. And they arrived as a group and he's bringing them to the hotel. And I think it was in an American city with lots of skyscrapers. I don't know. They all have skyscrapers. And the shaman were like, ooh, look at this. And they went over to the skyscraper and they put their hands on it. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at it and they're feeling in. And Alberto's like, what the heck? And they said, the buildings are alive. This Mm. is marvelous. And you miss that. You know, there's life everywhere. And it's how you connect in. It's how you see the world in those moments. And, you know, the desk is alive. The crystals are alive. The computer's alive. I would start my sessions of healing by saying, everybody put your hands on your computer and connect in so that we don't blow any fuses so that, you know, the energy connects properly. (laughs) It's a dance. Yeah. But you're dancing with so much more than your brain really understands. Yeah, and I, I love how this slowing down and this, like, really, you know, like, surrendering to the flow is brings, like, these beautiful little magical moments. Because when I'm, so my computer's here, and, and here are the books of Filoldo standing. <laughs> Watch them there, <laughs> Dare to Dream, and the... The way of the, well, it was, it was one of his books that introduced me to shamanic energy work. Mm. But you were mentioning about your son in corporate. There's the connection. The buildings are alive. There are people that he's dealing with that are spiritual beings. Mm. There's a plant in the room that's alive. You know, it's like I had the most wonderful client session with this boy. I always think of him as a boy. It's because I'm getting older. He was in his twenties 
And uh, he had been told by many people in his family who were all healers that he was a healer. Mm. He was doing a degree in finance and he really wanted to be in finance. So he came to me twisted in him, his heart because he was told he should be a healer. You have to do healing, blah, blah, blah. But he was longing. So I said to him, finance, that's where we need the healers to be. I said, your essence, the light of you, your being is healing. Mm. So do what your heart's calling you to do and bring your light into mm. the arena of finance. And you'll be bringing the healing there. You, just because you're a healer doesn't mean you hang a shingle on your door and you have to see clients. You bring healing. Healing is in different ways, different. It makes it more magical that way. Yeah. So he felt such relief. And yeah. I said, well, you see, that's your truth. Mm. That sense of huge relief that you're doing it all, but you're doing it your way. Yeah. You know, I said, so, you, you know, you could sit at your desk and maybe meditate, do some energy clearing and then do your books and then have your meetings. And you're bringing your light into those places where no one else is doing that consciously. Isn't that a gift? So, I mean, I'm not saying that's what your son has to do. If he's not called to do it, he's doing his own thing. You know, my son, he plays computers all the time. He wants to make computer games, you know, be such a sensitive being and he's such a good heart. And, you know, this is the, the way that the children are, are thinking now and how they put the dots together. It's totally different to me. And I honor and respect that. And it, I learn from them. I really do. Yeah. 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 And then you come back to okay, so everyone has a has their has their truth to live, you know. And if you make contact with that, like the boy you were talking about, if he makes contact with, oh, but I can be a healer just by being me. Yes, I don't have to do, yes, or accomplish or whatever, but just by being me. And I do remind my son of that. He has a big, huge lion heart, and so I, I. Tell him oh, all. well, if he's lion-hearted, then he's fighting for what he believes is right. And that's required wherever he's called yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my father would always say, you can only change these places from within. Mm. So you have to get in there and find out how it's working to find out how it's not working mm. to start making the changes so yeah. that it does work. So, you know, and, and, and again, have you ever seen a, a, a picture of a fractal? Mm. You know, the Mandelbrot set. I used to hang out with physicists when I was in college. <laughs> when you're in it and you come out of it and you come out of it again and you come out of it again and there's layers and layers and layers of complexities and intricacies. And again, you're never going to see the whole thing. So you have to have faith at the center of your core and foundation. That's the strong foundation I speak of to know that there's something more going on that will never know the answers. And we have to trust that we're doing our part. We're the little cog in the bigger machine. And by it's going by what feels true and right. Mm. That's how we know if we're getting it, you know, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, we have to shine our light or we have to light our candle or whatever, you know, just, just do the thing that you can do here. Yeah. And, and, and then realize that you're part of this whole web But even knowing as well, when you're not able to do that, 
you know, today I feel flat. Today I feel dull. Today I'm not going out bringing my light anywhere. And to honor that too, because there are seasons and cycles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you feel amazing and other times you don't. And to just, that's the dance Mm. to be with that. That's, that's, you know, there's winter, then there's spring. Mm. And I love spring. And I think it's so much easier for everyone when the sun is out and the flowers are growing and there's beauty and color in the world. You can be at home if you can sit out in the garden. (laughs) You know, it's a lot easier. But there's winter of the soul. There's winter, emotional winter. Just, you know, things can get rigid and, and frozen inside. And, and when you think about ice, it's a preservative. So mm. again, I was saying maybe something's not for now. Yeah. You can hold it for when the time is right. Yeah. A frozen, a frozen plant inside the glacier is protected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, my, oh, everything is going, oh, yes, and this reminds me of that, and that reminds me of that. I, I love that. I, yeah, and I, I love this, this, you know, that what you say about the cycles, that it's, that I do feel that the world longs for a more feminine energy, like oozing out, not, you know, not being pushed out, but just, just a breath for it. So we do realize, okay, we cannot plan our lives linear. You know, it has, yeah. it has the cyclical and the cyclical and it, there is this, you know, the app and the flow of the waves. I live near the sea. So I'm really blessed for that, that I can go to the sea and just listen and go like, oh yeah, it goes in, it goes out, it goes back. Oh, that's, Oh, my breath slows down with that. And then I kind of, I don't have to see this, but then I can see this, you know, it kind of opens up and I see the, I can see the dance. Yeah. See, it's also about knowing what you are filling yourself up with. So where we have the rising of the divine feminine right now, the coming into our own of getting out of the mainstream and saying this, what, what do I want for me? Mm. But then it's the awareness of everything we're choosing. And then the voice goes, do you see <clears throat> everything we're choosing and the consequences of those choices and to be responsible for making those choices, you know, even comes down to something as small as, um, you know, I'm wearing a pair of, trousers that are too tight for me that's going to influence me later today because I'm going to be frustrated or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know or eating food that disagrees with me because it looks pretty going to make me feel heavy later on and then I might get tired you know and then then down to what words are you choosing to use Mm -hmm. and how are you expressing yourself are you taking that break to bring yourself back or have you gone off somewhere And then somebody says something and that's it. Then you react instead of respond and to realize, well, I can go for longer. I mean, when you're thinking about resilience, the difference between a walk around your block or doing a marathon, Mm. that's another way of looking at it. The hair, the hair and the tortoise, you know, to say, okay, well, who am I? Am I, am I a hair and I burn myself out and I never get finished? 
or I'm going to take it slower and I'm going to make it to the end and I'm going to take the space I need and I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to look at everything and realize that if I only watch the news once every couple of days, you know, I know what's going on, but I have more energy for me to do more of the things that I want to do. Yeah. 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 And, and maybe it's also the, the both that you can step into the energy of the hair and just, you know, that that's also a nice energy. It can be a nice yeah, energy. Yeah, and absolutely. You step into the energy of the tortoise or the turtle. And, and you go, oh, yeah. So, so you enrich your life by realizing that, you know, from the center, there's this, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it just a, uh, from the center, it just opens up like that. Well, if you're at your center, then you never yeah. get lost. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're always in motion, then you're alive. Yeah. But then when you're feeling you're not in motion, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it really helps to realize that I'm always in motion. <clears throat> like my blood is always flowing. Yes. My blood is always going. You know, the cells in my body are always, you know, working towards the best for me so that's it's like i cannot it's i'm i'm nature i'm never still you know but i can make myself silent do you understand the difference i heard um my husband likes to watch youtube and we're not on the same wavelength a lot of the time he put on a philosophy youtube there last night And we have one of those televisions that you can project it from the computer, your phone onto the television. Mm -hmm. So I didn't mind. He can put it on and I'll do something else while he's doing it. But I was listening and they were talking about, isn't it remarkable? Like this was a new discovery that the body just wants to heal itself, that this was something that they've only just realized. And I'm like, really? Okay, well, it's going to take them some time to catch up then. And then I went back to doing what I was doing. Basically saying what you're saying, mm. that we're always in flow. We move to the light. We move towards health. And it's not about taking this medicine to make us better. It's about taking the medicine to block a process, to give the body a break so that the body can then heal itself. That's what medicine does. That's all that it does. It blocks process within us or it gives us the building blocks of something that we don't have ourselves. But the body is ultimately the one that does the healing, not the medicine, you know. And so to to be autonomous, to be able to say, I've taken this medicine. The doctor said I need to take it every day for 10 days, but I've taken it for four days and my body's had enough. That's where me and my family don't get on, you know, <laughs> or I say I'd rather have the medicine from food and sunshine and walking and, you know, then, and I don't have my authority over because I know my body better than anybody else, you know, so this, this is where we are at the edge. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. But then if you're coming back to the breath, always the breath, I teach people energy healing, mm. which is not let's say um, it's not branded it's just the pureness of it strip away the labels what is energy healing what actually is this and to take the fundamentals of that 
So if you're feeling a loss of yourself, how to fill up again? I mean, talking about resilience, like the car, when you run out of gas or fuel, mm. how do you fill that tank up? Mm. And um, just to stay on this, there are many people out there who believe their tank is full when it's only half or quarter full. They've never actually felt mm. what it feels like to be completely full. So they would do as much work as they would do if they were full on a half or a quarter tank. So with energy healing, I can look at somebody's tank and say, this is a battered up old tank and it's leaking. Mm. Let's upgrade your tank and get you in alignment with how big it actually is so that you can stop what you're doing and if you're you're watching this now, that they could try this. Do you want to try this as a process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try that. Let's let's. So to take a moment and go, okay, it could be a barrel. Sometimes people see themselves as a bashed up oil barrel mm -hmm. that's been kicked in and bruised because the family is always taking from them, you know, and say, okay, I don't give permission for that anymore. So to imagine yourself walking around your container and finding all the holes and the bashes and the dents and just using your imagination and your hands and your mind to heal it, soothing this container of you going around. I remember when I did this for myself, I find... Do you know those boxes of wine with the little tap? Yeah, I found somebody would stick a tap in my container and just turn it on and help <laughs> So I had to go and take all of those out or, or like a, a hose from the vacuum cleaner, just sticking in hoses. So closing those all off. Mm. And maybe, you know, just to take a minute and visualize yourself doing that. And okay, let's say you come across a big hose or a tap and immediately what flashes in your mind is who, who it is, who it actually is that's taking what you think it might be. And to not judge this, mm. to not accuse them, you know, like you finish this exercise and you get up the phone. How could you be taking from me? Because they don't even know they're doing it. So it's just a thing. Mm. It's like the question that one of my participants asked, you know, if, if I'm in another dimension and I need the energy over there, we don't know. We don't understand. It's just a thing. So just say, okay, I'm, I'm not happy with this. I don't want this person taking my energy all the time. And to smooth it out and to say thank you. I don't know if you've done Ho'oponopono, but I find it very healing in this. You say, I see you. Thank you for the lessons. You know, I forgive you or forgive me for, for disconnecting you. <laughs> I love you. And then I add this, I love you from over there. Mm. So you can go and find your own way mm. to get your own energy because I need mine. And then what you do then is connect in to the texture of your container. Mm. And some people, you know, are terracotta pots. And some people will be like Waterford crystal vases. And if I suggest that to somebody, they go, whoa, I'm, I'm not that fancy. And I say, is this a self-esteem issue? 
why can you not be a diamond you know or what what what's the fabric of you so just to to upgrade the idea of what you think you're made of or your value that you're putting on yourself because that's just your mind and you say i have been through so much in my life now i'm not saying this for me i'm saying this as the person who's listening to me all the things i've survived mm. all the battles i've fought and lost and the battles i've won and the things that i've learned and the mistakes that i've made and this is who i am in this moment and i honor myself and it can turn into something solid silver or gold I am golden golden time is what they get in, in in primary schools here in Ireland when they can do it you know just breathe just resting and then I say okay so you've changed the texture you've healed the exterior climb inside now and have a look at what you look like from the inside and suddenly what happens is you feel it's too small for you it's like oh my god i can't breathe in here to make it bigger mm. expansion from the inside so yes i'd like to have more energy i'd like to have access to more so make it bigger until you get that sense of oh that's a relief yes that's much better you feeling that you your face looks like you're feeling that <laughs> Yeah, it's really nice to travel uh travel along. <clears throat> yeah, and then you can come out of your container now. I say, okay, get a reading on it. So this is the container of my energy levels. Now, obviously, we don't know what that really looks like, but this image, this visualization is helping us connect into that. So, okay, so how full is it? Now, what's interesting with an actual container when you make it bigger, the level of whatever it's been filling drops. Mm. So let's just breathe for a moment. And imagine that when we're breathing, we're drawing down the source of our own life force essence, our very own soul. So this isn't healing energy. This isn't unconditional love. This is me breathing me into me right? <clears throat> When you're breathing me into me, it's going into you, into this container of you. So you could superimpose the container onto your physical body if you want to just visualize that you're breathing me into me and it's coming into your body. And I get an image here of a children's coloring book where you're actually just putting the color into, you have the outline of you, but you're just actually putting in the color now. And I believe that that's actually true. When you look at someone and they look very pale and washed out, it's like their soul essence is not in their body. They're not here. So let's just breathe ourselves into ourselves for a few moments. And imagine that there's a filter on the top of you. So like I was talking earlier about energy clearing and clearing and washing your hands out, when you're breathing you into you, it's getting cleansed first. Yeah. So that all the yucky debris and bits of sticks and rocks and stones, wherever your energy has been before it comes back to you. And we don't need to know where it was. Mm. Just gets a nice cleaning. 
So you're breathing pureness in. If we breathe ourselves into ourselves and relax the body as we do this, it could be really fun to imagine your feet are filling up with you <laughs> as you're breathing in. As you're breathing out, you can breathe out any tension or stress in the body. So you could imagine on a day where you're feeling very low, very flat, that this is an exercise you can do to really rejuvenate mm. and fill yourself up. And so breathing yourself into yourself and then getting a reading again. So checking in with your image of you as the container. Have I come up? Mm. What's the quality of the essence now? And I don't think any of us, as I do a reading across everybody, nobody's even halfway. <laughs> you know, this is how much energy it's taking to just be here right now. So if we stay with it for a few more minutes, would that be okay with you? Mm. Because then what we can do, let's do three or four more breaths of breathing ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And imagining the flow coming in through the tops of our heads and coming into the spine and coming all the way down the spine. And it's almost like it's washing our neurological system, improving the connections between all the nerve endings, flushing out any toxins as the cleansed energy comes through us so that our body starts to be more in flow and you start to really feel the flow, the natural systems of the body. And then when you feel like you've Breathe as much you into you as you can. Imagining, now we, we know, you and I know about changing the dial on the radio, but mostly everything's digital now, so it's not quite the same. <laughs> you're changing the frequency of the intention of what it is you're breathing into yourself from the pure essence of you to the pure essence of healing or the turn into the station of peace. Maybe you want to just breathe peace into yourself or beauty, grace. You know, so, so feel into what do I want to breathe into me today? You know, when I start and end the day with peace, let's bring peace in as an actual energy, as a frequency, as a vibration, and just breathe it in. And sometimes it just takes a little breath and it gushes in like a waterfall. Yeah. And it's like, I was just waiting for you to ask for me to come in. <laughs> or unconditional love. The energy of beauty, you know, vibrance, vibrant health. And just feel it flowing and it gushes in and fills that container up. And then, of course, what happens? Immediate guilt how can I have this buoyancy and beauty and vibrance and joy when everyone around me is so unhappy? Mm. So that's work to do. That's work to do if you're feeling that because this is your birthright. Didn't yeah. cost you any money to do this. Yeah. This is here for you if you want it. Yeah. You just have to ask. Mm. 
But if you're not open to receiving it, then, you know, I say to people, it's like somebody bringing you the most beautiful bunch of flowers and leaving it at your door and your door is locked because you feel like you can't have it. And they sit outside the door and then they rot. Mm. When you could have left, taken them in and received. So then you just take your awareness away from that process and allow yourself to settle. And it's not about doing it strong and it's not about doing it fast. It's about bringing your whole awareness, the focus into doing this. And then you have refreshed, revitalized, hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was like my first container was this like old wooden barrel and it was mm. like not necessarily someone taking energy, but it was like seeping through the seams. Mm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then it turned into a live tree. Lovely. So it, became, it was still wood, but it was, it was a tree and it was uh, like this one of these huge... Um, uh, trees in Oregon, you know, the, the tall, um, I don't know, the redwoods. You know? Redwood, yes. Nice tree. And then it just filled up with joy and I felt like Pippi, Pippi Longstocking. Yes. It's called in English. <laughs> and I could feel this joy and this playfulness and this, you know, just, just going on an adventure in life. It just filled me up and, yeah. Just one word about trees. Make sure the roots are deep enough to hold them. Yeah. Because a redwood is huge and the roots need to be at least the same height mm. in depth. That's where people, you know, become this beautiful tree, but they're not rooted and grounded and then they can fall over easily. So mm. very important to have deep, strong roots. So, yeah. Yeah, and the beauty beautiful. of those roots is I'm actually uh, reading this book about the the hidden life of trees, ah. know, they, how they're connected and, you know, yes. being in circle and being connected, you know, it's like one of the, yeah, great gifts of life to really breathe into that, to really, you know, embrace that. Yeah. And then trees would be the lungs of the world. Yeah. 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 So the breath, isn't it interesting how, this pandemic is around a virus that affects your breathing. People are forgetting to breathe. Mm. So taking time out to breathe, breathing yourself into yourself and then breathing peace in mm. or joy or beauty. It does. It's powerful. Mm. Well, thank you so much for that. I, I feel like I'm oh, it's a whole new day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Beautiful meeting. And um, yeah, for anyone who wants to contact Abby or know more about her, just check the page. She has a beautiful gift waiting for you. And um, you, um, yeah. Yeah, just... I'm giving people a free healing session. Ah, amazing. So it's called Stop Comparing Yourself to somebody else or anybody else and be who you are. And doesn't that really resonate with what we've talked about, about knowing who you are, not who someone else wants you to be and 
just to say that energetically, people can decide who you are for them and create a framework energetically that they put you into. And when it's your family and you look to them for approval Mm. and they show you this is the framework of who you are, then you're trying really hard to fit into that framework. Mm. And energetically, it's very difficult to break out of that. And even when you're in your 50s and 60s and 70s, I've had clients who have been in their 80s who still feel like they're the little girl trying to please their dad, even though their father has passed on a long time. So this healing session helps you break that energetic structure. And it's a risk. Of course it is. Because what do you have to go from, you know? But many of us, once we're free of that structure, suddenly see, oh, yes, this, this is, and this, and this, and, and it's beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. I, I work with family constellations. So I, I see how this this pattern sometimes repeats and you know you can really it it takes a long time sometimes to across the generations and they don't even know that they're doing it because it was done for them so they think they have to do it for you there's so much loyalty and love and you know but you take small steps small steps in releasing it letting it go and coming into your own yeah yeah Thank you so much for, um, for yeah, also giving, being the living example of it. I love how you also, you know, how you, how you are here, completely here, even, you know, even if it's sometimes 50%, but you're, you know, <laughs> what you're saying, it's not like, you know, it's not a um, theoretical concept. It is your body is breathing it while yeah. you're talking, so. Thank you so much for showing us. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be seen. (laughs) Yeah, it is. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, or stimulated you to want to know more, if you've got questions, or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast.com at gmail.com and we'll see you next time.